I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies, and we're going to make a bad horse movie. Welcome to Cult Classics. Woo! It's time, once again, to make a bad horse movie. Best time of the day. Best time of the day when we're making a horse movie. (laughs) Best time of the week. Best time of your life. (laughs) Life. Every episode. Is the best time you'll yes, ever have. Absolutely. Guarantee. Well, money back guarantee. Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. We if, need we need to add another disclaimer now. <laughs> if people are paying money to listen to this podcast, they're doing it wrong. That's true. But I mean, I we won't this refuse is, your donations no, if you I'll would take, like to I'll, make them. Yeah, but you won't get any money back. No. You don't get money back for a donation. No. That's not how that works. No, absolutely not. You're not making a purchase. Unless you're purchasing merch. Yeah, merch. Just as a reminder that we have merch. We have t-shirts and stickers. Yeah. And they're fun. still waiting to put my sticker on my car. I got to clean my car first. You're going to make a tweet about it, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. So, very exciting. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully I'll remember. (laughs) It'll be exciting. All right. So, we started a new segment last time, last episode, um, called... Things found on the Horsternet. What's on the Horsternet? What's on the Horsternet? And we're going to do it again. Yes. So what did you find on the Horsternet? Okay, so this is something that I've been sitting on for a while. Um, and hopefully somehow we can like link to the clip or something like that. But literally I made a board on Pinterest that's, that's, that says, I think I need to explain? Question mark. <laughs> Um, so it's a video. The caption on it is says, imagine needing a getaway horse and you pick one that does this. And it's a horse that is not going very fast, like forward, but their feet are moving very quickly. So their feet are moving very quickly, but you're not progressing very far. And it's it's funny. It's a funny, funny, like if you hopped on a getaway horse and then it, it's it's like the it's like the the trope of like. You hop on like the old grandma scooter or whatever, and it's like, and you're like really not going very fast. But there is actually like a reason for this. So there's a specific breed of horse called Pasifino, and they are the only breed that is able to do this specific. It's called a gait. Um, and the competition, these competitions, they literally. So when they ride them, they start off a little bit kind of in the dirt. And then there's this wooden like board that's a certain length long. And they are trying to get as many footfalls as they can via the length of this board. And there's literally judges there that are like clicking a little thing to count how many. Um, because usually... um. Like when a horse is um, moving faster than just like a dun, 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 there, you you don't have each hoof fall separately, but these horses are able to do that. So that's why you're hearing it go so fast because it's literally all four of their hooves are hitting at different times very, very quickly in rapid succession, like as they go across this board. So it's very it's very cool. Um, I would actually love to go see a Pasfino competition in person because when I found out about it, I was like, whoa, that's so interesting. 
Is it a dressage thing or is it its own separate? No, it's its own separate thing. Because this is this this so dressage you can ride almost any breed of horse. Like this breed, the Pasofino breed is the only breed that can do this particular. As far as I understand, they're the only breed that can do this particular gate of like being able to move all of their hooves so quickly. <laughs> That's neat. In succession, yeah, they're a Spanish Spanish breed, I think. Okay, so. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't about, actually mean anything, yeah, but I just thought reading. it was interesting. That is really interesting. I do like the meme. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can put it up on screen, at least if people are watching the video version okay. of this. You have a whole board of this? Well, th- that's the only thing that's on the okay. board. But I came across and I was like, I have to save this under something specific. Yeah. And that and then the board got named. I think I need to explain. I think <laughs> I need work. to explain. Because I think, because that's the thing about anything, not anything, but most like horse related jokes on the internet, like aren't quite as funny to me because usually it's a misunderstanding of something horse related. I'm like, I actually know why it's doing that. Why it's doing that. So it's not really funny to me. Sorry. When I was in college, one of the things that I realized is like, the field of study, whether or not you're in college or just picking a field of study just in general, has to be something that you're willing to let be ruined for you. Because like I had a bunch of um, friends who were doing film type things and then they couldn't just watch movies anymore because they know all of the details of like why the shot was framed that way and oh, that audio is really bad or, you know, like I can sit down and watch a movie and not really be affected by any of the technicalities of it or the storyline or whatever. Like plot holes just go right over my <laughs> my head. I will say, I think, now I can't say this for like if you're in a field of study that you get advanced degrees in mm-hmm. and you spend like every waking moment in it. But I know for me that like after my education, mm-hmm. it, I kind of looped back around mm-hmm. of like, I got to the point where I know I knew so much that it just was like, okay, cool. This is a this is I understand the process that goes into it, but also I am able to just kind of let it wash over me. Uh huh. Um, I think because I think you get to a point of just blatant understanding of like, yeah, sure, this is bad, but it's not ruining my experience of it. Right. So like, I think it depends on what you're considering the enjoyment of it because mm-hmm. like memes are something totally different but uh-huh. like if you were to go to the county fair mm-hmm. you're not gonna sit and be like well that writer it needs to go back to school like well you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have an understanding of like okay cool i know what the what the skill level is here mm-hmm. and so i understand why this is happening mm-hmm. the way it is here's the other the thing though that that for me, kind of also put me on that track of like, oh, yeah, I had a poster mm-hmm. in my room of this horse. It was just a white horse and it said free rain on it. And I think it was from one of those like scholastic book fairs or whatever. And then I took a class called confirmation, mm-hmm. which is like how the horse is put together, like proportions and all that kind of stuff. And I went back home and I was like, oh my gosh, this horse has the longest back ever and I can't stand it now. 
I literally got rid of the poster because it had been quote unquote ruined for me. And like I look at, you know, horse pictures of horses and stuff. And it's like, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be like, oh, that horse is so ugly. But it's not going to be like, oh, pretty horse poster I want to have on my wall. It's like, okay, that horse is special. (laughs) And so I don't know. I mean, and it's not like ruined, ruined. It's just like when you know a lot of things about a particular subject, sometimes it's hard to just blindly enjoy media or things or just things related to them i think it's too also like how much information you know yeah because like yeah you know basic kind Mm -hmm. of things but you may not know the like intricate details of like miniature horses you know or uh, anything or or different styles of writing like you have mm-hmm. more knowledge in one side or the other so mm-hmm. when you engage with something that you're not like fully knowledgeable about mm-hmm. you're still gonna have that like i understand how horses work but i don't know enough about this to mm-hmm. get into it like for me i i have a knowledge of filmmaking sure but i also don't have any like s- there are certain experience levels i don't have like I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. I know how to like enjoy media that's written in a way of like being like, okay, this was poorly written or this was good or whatever. And plot holes don't occur to me until after. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> like after I've read it, like, wait a second. Yeah. But like, I can't go into something being like, well, I have the full knowledge to critique this writing. Right. Because I'm not a writer. Right. I'm a filmmaker. I'm a storyteller, but I don't. I don't claim to be a writer in any sense of the word because it's just something that I know is not my skill set. So there are certain like you can go deep, deep down, but you're still only going to be able to have intimate knowledge about like one aspect oh, of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But but I think I think it has ruined my enjoyment of, of horse memes a little bit. I feel like I feel like that's really what this segment is going to end up being is like <laughs> you being like this meme sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I like it. I I think we need I think we need that more in our life. I think we need to be more critically <laughs> critic critical analysis of our meme of consumption. Our mm. I think that's really important in 2022. <laughs> to have critical analysis of our meme consumption. I think the thing for me is like I like I like teaching. Mm-hmm. I like educating people. And so like when we get into the movie part of this, like you have a lot to say about m- movie things and how movie stuff works, and I'm like, yes, please in- inform me. I know nothing, so this this is my chance to inform the people about horse things. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that's what the balance is here. So, what's on the Horsternet subtitle? Jessica's horse information class. <laughs> Jessica's horse corner. Jessica's horse corner. All right. Well, I've got another horse corner. For okay. You. But it's unfortunately not in your corner. Okay. <laughs> so this is a screenshot of a Tumblr post. Okay. That has been going around for quite some time. It oh, okay. has been posted to us in the network Discord uh-huh. many times. Many times. Including by me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, but the original poster is normal hor- horoscopes, which if you don't follow them on Tumblr, they've got a chaotic energy. Mm. So this is not out of the norm for them. Right. Um, in all caps, it says, teen horse girl movie where the horse dies an hour in and the second half is the girl learning occult science to reanimate it so she can win the big derby. <laughs> and then there's another, there's a reply from um, homebred Florida, Florida home, home breed Florida. I don't know what that actually says. 
And it just simply says, Necroprancer. <laughs> and then Normal Horoscope says, tagline, you can't beat this dead horse. <laughs> Which I think is the best part of it's that a very, It's a very good tagline. It's, it's the, like, excellent, like, double meaning yeah. of, like... Well, not double meaning, but it's like a play on like a like an idiom. Yeah. But also it means like you can't actually like beat them in the race. In the race because they're going to win because they're going to win. Isn't that just like sort of similar to Paranorman? Do you remember seeing the ads I, for that? No, I love Paranorman. Oh, okay. I've watched, watched Paranorman yeah, okay. a ton. Yeah. There's no. Okay. It's not even close. But it doesn't he try to reanimate his dog? Isn't no? That... You're thinking of Frankenweenie. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. I've never seen Frankenweenie. Sorry, Paranorman. That's not what I. Paranorman is really good. Paranorman is actually about giving the reanimated dead like their souls back. Essentially. Oh, okay. It's like really good. Like giving okay. them their meaning and yeah. their, like souls and and yeah. a redemption arc. It's uh-huh. really great. I love that movie. Is is Paranorman also Tim Burton? Is it's that why I was Lake Studios? Oh, okay. Um, and so it's the same claymation animation style. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Paranorman is Tim Burton. Okay, I think Frankenweenie is think Tim Burton. I think Frankenweenie is Tim Burton. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the point is, it's not a dog; it's a horse, and I'm here for it. It's just like one of those things that has been, like, people love it, and yeah. I, I agree, it's amazing. It's po- been posted to us so many times, and it's like. I don't know if like somebody else has already made this or speculated this movie and it's like I don't want it's been around for so long and I don't want to be like this is our yeah. our original concept for this movie that already has a concept so I guess it can't be original anyways yeah. but if I were to make this movie mm-hmm. I would I almost would want to film it like epic blockbuster style <laughs> almost like um, it's a toss-up between like hallmark uh 30 dollars and a shoestring style or yeah. like epic blockbuster uh-huh uh big cg uh-huh. animation i mean we could also go claymation but mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's pretty pretty clear what the story is mm-hmm. she wants to win the big race she's mm-hmm. training to win the big race the horse dies mm-hmm. she reanimates she figures out how to reanimate the horse mm-hmm. then there's a big race at the end and the horse wins and the horse wins i mean has to that's it although i feel like personally i think their structure is incorrect i would kill the horse in the first half hour yeah you'd have to do it much earlier much earlier because then you can have like you can have a whole journey discovery of the occult sciences yeah to get to the reanimation stage mm-hmm. and maybe the like the leading up to the race is like teaching the horse how to be a horse again mm-hmm. because it's reanimated, right? right? That's more of what I would go with. So I have a question for you as like knowing a little bit more about mythology, fantasy kind of stuff than I sure. do. I haven't really like done read a lot of books or consumed a lot of media with necromancers. Okay. When you reanimate an animal, let's Mm -hmm. say. Do they look different than when they were alive the first time? Like, because I'm thinking, like, my brain goes to in Aladdin when the genie's like, I can't bring people back to life. And he's, like, all green and dripping and stuff. Like, depends on the context, I mm -hmm. would say. So if we're going, like, classic necromancer, Mm -hmm. they reanimate bones. 
Oh. They have skeleton armies usually. Okay. Um, there's Skelehors. <laughs> there's definitely some range there for uh, sure. But if you did that, that would be such a weird, like you would have to have a bit where it's like time has passed. Yeah. For the horse to become a skeleton. That's No, that's fair. That's so fair. So it really depends on what you're doing there. Yeah. Because I think what I was thinking is like how could you get away with this without freaking out the people who are attending the race of like this zombie horse that's dripping this green ooze is winning this race. I like, don't know. I feel like depending on where you wanted to go with it, I feel like my instinct would be. Um, you know, it's like a 13 or 14 year old girl mm -hmm. usually. And so uh, you could go the route of like her parents are very like Adam's family supportive. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Or you could go the route of like she just convinces them that the horse didn't actually die mm -hmm. and just was like in a coma or something. And she found a mysterious vet that was able to help her revive this horse so the horse still looks like the way it did before it died but you know that it was necromancy like i there's like two different ways yeah. that you could go and if you go the route of like convincing the parents that everything is normal then you would probably want the horse to look fairly normal so that you know all of the adults in this story would also not be concerned that this horse is like weird. <laughs> You'd have to have, I feel like, something to indicate that the horse is off to then give people yeah. that like option to be like weirded out. Yeah. My but not like not like you just walk up and be like, oh my gosh, it's a zombie horse. It's a skeleton. <laughs> I was I feel like maybe the answer is just like cloudy eyes. Mm. Which I know is not what horses do, I don't think. Um well you can get cloudy eyes with horses there's actually vision impairments and mm. stuff like that will that will cause their eyes to become cloudy like that yeah because then it would yeah you could like medically explain it away but we know yeah. it's a zombie it's a zombie although i do think adam's family style could be fun which is like <laughs> a skeleton horse yeah of like good job kid yeah <laughs> Oh, you brought your horse back from the dead. Oh, good job. Good job. Are you going to enter it in the race? I mean, <laughs> you're so you still much have time. More, more advanced than your peers at this age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's fun. I feel like there's still like it's it's a bit. Yeah. Like it's it's there's not any additional weight mm. to this story, but mm -hmm. I think it's fun. I mean, you might be able to add something in if you if we thought about it for longer, but like Yeah, but the point of it is like it, the point of it is the pun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so at the, at the end of the day, you you got the pun, you're good to go. You're good to go. So we've already made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Okay, goodbye. That's cool classic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, let's generate a real movie. A real movie. Did we a want real it? fake movie. A real fake movie. Hey, listen, one of these days, I'm going to make one of these movies. I'm excited. I just need money. Yeah. <laughs> because horse movies are expensive. Oh my gosh. Horses just in general are yeah. expensive. Are we putting in a word? Yes, I have one. Uh, oh. I'm right. I'm ready. Give this it time. to me. It is mm -hmm. <laughs> submarine. Submarine. Are we putting that right at the beginning? I I don't know. I mean okay, sometimes it works. Let's see what happens with it right at the beginning. I actually well, we gotta give it a shuffle. All right. Options are Indiana, 50, and Oliver. <laughs> Submarine, Indiana. <laughs>
That's nothing. I don't feel like this is anything. No. All right. Let's give it another shuffle. Yeah. Justin. Oh, my gosh. Why Whatever. is Justin all Justin, here? go away. Temptress. Submarine Temptress. Temptress is really funny to me. Yeah. That's like like horse sirens. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Seahorse mermaid sirens. <laughs> I want to give it one more word. We've been doing a lot of two-word titles yeah, lately. No. Um, dumb. <laughs> submarine Temptress in parentheses. Dumb. dumb. <laughs> all right. One more time. Okay. Uh, submarine temptress. Need. Need. <laughs> need. <laughs> submarine temptress need food. <laughs> uh, I don't like these. Uh, luck. I like luck. Submarine temptress luck. I feel like we need to restructure the way this sentence is. <laughs> but okay. I, I like it. Okay. Like luck of the submarine temptress. Oh. Feels more... Okay. More like a movie title. Okay. Luck of the Submarine Temptress. Yes. How is this a horse movie? I don't know, but I just knew that we hadn't done anything underwater, and I was looking through our list of suggested words, thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network, um, and that caught my eye, and I was like, underwater horse movie. Underwater Let's go. horse movie. Well, we've talked about horses on ships before. Yes. Because um, we made pirate horses. Right. And it was, like, bad. Well- Ideally, we yes. don't want the horse on the water. Now, under, no, the, water, under the water. I know. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm okay. getting there. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. saying. I'm just so excited. <laughs> under the water. Now, do we just the horses under the water or? <laughs> well, there's a few different ways that you could go. You could say, okay, there's a new cryptid that's and just a, a horse that can breathe underwater mm. and they just kind of swim around like hippopotamuses do. At Ghoul Tank. You're welcome. <laughs> We've made so many cryptids on this show. We need Ghoul Tank to to. I mean, they've made one for us. They've they've uh, done a takeover for us. I think yeah. we need to do a do a collab. We do. We need a crossover. Yes. episode. Yeah. Anyways, um, you could do that. You could do like a, a something more pre-established. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm pretty sure that there are, um, like you go seahorses. Mm-hmm. Or or some sort of like, I feel like there's other underwater horse. Oh no, not hippopotamuses. Like moose. Have you oh, seen the comic yeah. about the moose and the orca? And whale? the orca. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, so do we want just a normal horse that is underwater? Yeah. <laughs> or do we want an un pre-established underwater horse, like a seahorse, or like I feel like there's other like Greek mythology cryptid types. Well, there's a Celtic uh, cryptid that I mentioned last episode called the Kelpie. Yes. Which is a shapeshifter. Right. Can look like a woman, can look like a droopy horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Celtic. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Yes. I feel like the submarine temptress is a person, is a woman. Okay. So if it's a horse movie, mm-hmm. we got a lot of options there of mm-hmm. like how that works. But I just, we gotta have a submarine. Right. Like, I think that we need a real, actual submarine. Yes. And not a horse that is a submarine. No, 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 no. See, where my brain went to first was, like, the submarine itself is the temptress oh, of some sort. Like, like the name of the ship. Yeah, or, or like, I was thinking, well, I was, I mean, that's good. But I was also also thinking of just, like, these horses exist in this thing, and then it's this submarine that comes through, 
and something about it is like eye catching to them and so mm. they're like trying to chase it down or something like that. Like it's like one of those things where I feel like I've seen this before where like there's a fantasy world and then technology comes through and they're mm. like, oh my gosh, look at this cool thing. We have to figure out what it is, what it does, blah, 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 whatever. And they're like trying to chase after it or it crash lands or whatever. And then it's like. I was in a totally different space than you because I was thinking <laughs> this is a noir. This is like. Oh. A, like like an actual noir. Not like our horse noir we did, but like <clears throat> like a femme fatale uh-huh. and she's on the submarine uh-huh. and she's, I don't know, she's trying to do a grift, a doing a con uh, for uh-huh. some reason. Mm-hmm. And like, so she gets through with the con and that's the luck part. Atlantis. Okay. So we're saying just there's horses in Atlantis. Well, yeah, they have like seahorses and. Well, you're thinking of Disney Atlantis. Well, they can have seahorses. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, but here's, okay. Yes. Okay. What if Atlantis is just a place that's a normal place. Well, I was so I was thinking of like the the con is that she is like she goes and cons them out of like gold or something like uh, that that they have in Atlantis. In Atlantis. Maybe. I was just thinking there's just horses there. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean there could be. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't Atlant- like there's two different thoughts I feel like of Atlantis. One of them is that they're in like an air bubble mm-hmm. and one of them is that they've all just evolved to be able to breathe underwater and everything's oh, kind I've of normal. I've never heard that one, yeah. I'm fairly certain I've seen that. I My understanding of Atlantis was it just sunk. Yeah, there's Bye. that too. It was awesome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, oh, they've all evolved to breathe underwater. Aquaman. Oh, that would be why. You keep bringing up Aquaman and I've never seen Aquaman. I'm, I'm sorry. It was, our father was watching it on the television and I happened to walk into the room. So I don't know if I've seen the whole thing all the way through, but I've seen most of the major important <laughs> plot points. Of it. Yeah. Um, okay. We're combining a lot of ideas. Yeah, here. we got to pick a. Well, no, I, I feel like we can. Oh, okay. I think, but we, I think we've got to like crunch it in the right way. Okay. So I think. That if we have a femme fatale and we're talking like a uh-huh. classic noir, 30s, 40s, mm-hmm. she finds her way onto mm-hmm. the submarine that's mm-hmm. going on an expedition to somewhere. Okay. Right? And they somehow end up in Atlantis. Okay. Right? On accident. Yes. It wasn't supposed to happen. A portal opens up or, uh-huh. or the cloudy waters part or whatever, uh-huh. right? And they're yeah. like, huh, yeah. this is new. This was not on the map. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Their captain speaks like, oh, I'm ball creep. <laughs> I have no, <laughs> no way to know. <laughs> I wear glasses, but I don't have eyeballs. <laughs> I'm blind because in a submarine, you don't need to see. <laughs> yeah. Just need to hear. I just need to hear the beeping. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to replicate that voice. Uh, I can't even replicate <laughs> it. I just tried three times. It's really funny to me. Um, we get to Atlantis, right? Uh-huh. And we're on Atlantis, and there's people there. Right. And so our femme fatale is like, I must con them. Yes, of course. Because I am femme fatale. And then we run into monstrous horses. Okay. Like, that's the kind of the driving force to, like, we got to go. Okay. We got to get out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a horse movie or like a basically like a Jaws kind of. It's kind of <laughs> like if we put a Jaws in the middle of a noir, but I don't know. 
this doesn't have to stay. But that's uh-huh. that's my thought of like, if I had to connect those pieces together, uh-huh. what would I do? Okay. Here's where I'm going with it. You don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul Grape, Captain. <laughs> Captain Paul Grape. You don't know who Paul Grape is. Go watch some Betty Tales. It tickles my voice when I do it in a weird way that makes me laugh even more. <laughs> I'm crying right now. Oh no! You know what? If you don't know who Hal Grape is, go watch the sorted epi- or watch listen to the sorted episode that I got to guest yeah. on, where we sorted all of the VeggieTales characters. Link it back to the network. Got to do it. Good job. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> no. So I was thinking, I I like all of that. I was thinking, what if the femme fatale is the one, like she actually has the like information or whatever of where Atlantis is. Mm. And so she like does a sneaky thing of like inputting stuff into the computers or whatever. And so that's why they like end up there is because she actually knows and she just kind of like sneaks it in. I don't know anything about submarine navigation in the 30s to know like how you would sneak it in, but I'm sure you can. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a switching out of a map or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or or faking orders from a captain yeah, or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, okay, I don't know if this is the correct noir structure because I don't know anything. Okay. Know much about a noir. But is there like a, there's usually like a guy who tries to, thwart the plans of the femme fatale, right? Yeah. So the femme fatale can be one of two different types of tropes. She Mm -hmm. can be damsel in distress or she can Mm -hmm. be basically like the villain, but he doesn't find out until like act the end of act two. Okay. Um, If you're going with traditional like P.I. noir, Mm -hmm. um, because some noirs aren't really detective, but we've gotten so used to that being the case that that's what the tropes kind of lean into. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. He, he's down on his luck. Mm. Um, He's not respected by anybody, not the police, not the public. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's against him. Um, he usually has a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's at the like at his wits end for whatever reason. And the femme fatale walks in to his office and she gives a sob story. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's a missing husband or or some or a missing diamond or something like mm-hmm. that. And he's like, no, I won't. OK, well. Right. That's the beginning of it. And then Mm -hmm. he goes through all kinds of like evidence and and fights like he'll find something and like it'll be a bad a dead end or somebody will fight him or hurt him in some way. Um, And there's like a a point where he's like, okay, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And she's like, please, please, please. And then he's like, okay, for you. Um, And then depends on the kind of the ending of like if she was a damsel in distress or not whether or not he's going to, like, find something that basically exposes her Mm -hmm. and she gets taken care of in whatever way, Mm -hmm. or he, like, finds the answer and it's not what they want. If we're talking P.I. Mm -hmm. kind of noir. Um, I'm sure sure there's more to it. I can already hear John in the back (laughs) of my head about different (laughs) noir things. Um, But, like, if I'm going based off of just tropey stuff, Mm -hmm. and that's usually what we do here at Cult Classics is, like, what we're here for. Every trope, we can kind of push into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this isn't about a P.I., this Mm -hmm. is just about the femme fatale, and it's more about the con. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish (laughs) with a man. Well, okay. So I don't know if this is what I originally had thought, but this is what's in my head now. Yeah. Well, I have two options now. Yeah. 
Um, first option is she, like, as part of her con, befriends the prince, and mm. um, he teaches her how to ride horses, and that's okay. how we pull the horse like yeah. element into it. And yeah. you can do the whole thing of like. The horse doesn't trust her and keeps bucking her off or whatever exactly. I don't know if these are normal horses or if we're going the seahorse route, yeah. but whatever whatever type of horse it is, is like the horse can sense the bad motives or whatever. Um, or could be kind of go the the route of like, not that he's a detective, but like somebody down on their luck and the femme fatale is like, oh, this is a person that I can exploit because they're desperate. And so the whole like, oh, I need your help with this thing that I'm trying to do. And I don't know, my brain went back to detective of like, find evidence that, you know, this person is is a, a bad person and doing terrible things and somehow kind of twist it around to basically get him to figure out ways to let her into places that she shouldn't be to sure. be able to like con them out of whatever. Yeah. Are we still in Atlantis in that point? Yeah. So we've brought the detective with us underwater. Well, no, I was thinking of like it's some Atlantean oh. person that she runs into on the street yeah. and is like, oh, I can use this person. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a man. That was, I was no. just thinking like the original noir like yeah. bit. Usually it's it, maybe it's the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Can the horses talk? I don't know, but they could probably get into places. <laughs> horse, listen, listen. Horses are the worst <laughs> companions for heist because they have hooves. <laughs> they can't open doorknobs. <laughs> We're in Atlantis. Who says there's doorknobs? <laughs> they just... can't type on a keyboard. <laughs> typewriter horse <laughs> it just smashes the whole thing <laughs> depending on how big the horse is too their hooves can be like the size of my face how big is your face <laughs> a dinner plate <laughs> good size um i feel like we have a lot of things going on and i kind of want to scale it back yeah we need to hone in on something we need to come back too well okay so we've got the beginning so there's a submarine mm -hmm. going underwater for an unspecified reason. Sure. <laughs> Femme Fatale somehow either stows away and just appears or convinces the men or the crew yeah. to let her on to this this Please, voyage. I have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. Paw grape captain <laughs> <laughs> who is blind. Please, I want to keep him in. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. He's a blind submarine captain <laughs> named Captain Grape. <laughs> we don't have to call him Captain Grape, but Captain Concord. There we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> captain Concord. Um, so she slips into like the control room and distracts whoever is working there while she secretly inputs coordinates to Atlantis. Mm -hmm. They something I feel I'm assuming that there's some sort of like tumultuous journey of like actually like they're like the you know how you have the sirens are going off and it's yeah and and then you and then See, that's when people are like fighting no i'm thinking of like like the um we're leaking yeah like something's going wrong so yeah. the sirens are going off 
the there's a little bit of turbulence or whatever you call it when you're under the water. Um, and then it's like it's chaotic and then everything is suddenly is calm. And you look out the windows because I'm pretty sure submarines actually do have little porthole windows to be able to see. No, not usually. Are you sure? They have periscopes, but that's for when they get up. That's for above the water. Mm-hmm. I'm, I swear I've. So I've actually been in a submarine. Fun fact. It wasn't actually going anywhere, but they have one at the. Did you? You came too. Yeah. Yeah. The Carnegie Science Museum. Yep. That one. I thought I swear there was like a like a little tiny porthole. Mm, I mean, maybe I, you know, granted, I don't know the structure of a submarine from the mm. 1930s if we're still well, going with that. Fair. So like fair. maybe. Yeah. But I, I think I think at least in modern day, like military submarines, there's mm-hmm. not because it is a point of weakness mm-hmm. that the pressure mm-hmm. could get in. Right. And they navigate just based off of sonar. So like mm-hmm. you don't need to see. Mm hmm. But, I mean, if it's fantasy anyways, we could just certainly put a porthole in yeah, the submarine. Yeah, you've got to be able to look out and be like, oh, what is this place? A whole city. A whole city. So then they somehow, like, dock in a place. And yeah. Are we, so is Atlant- So here's, here's an important question. Is Atlantis all underwater or is there an air bubble? I don't know what's funnier. You have to decide. I have to decide. Yes. Um, I feel like if we're going to go with the femme fatale, like getting out and doing shenanigans, then it needs to be normal. normal. Air, bubble, okay. air, air bubble situation. You could either the 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 submarine like docks in this like airlock thing and they're all able to get out. Yeah. Or or the image that I had in my head. And the submarine's going along, going along, and then suddenly doink. <laughs> falls to the ground because there's no more water. It has gone through to uh, the air bubble. <laughs> it would have to be someplace soft or they would injure their submarine. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. If the submarine is broken, mm-hmm. then they have to stay and repair it. Yeah. Or stay forever. Because Atlantis people don't want you to go back to the real world and tell them where Atlantis is. Sure. Like, you know, you you've made it there. You either you either die or stay forever. And I think the first one is gonna happen after the second. <laughs> yeah. Right. At some point. Unless you like try to make it out and they're like, okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I don't know how comedic we want to go with this, but I I feel like if we go with the style of like this is a serious blockbuster movie, but then uh-huh. we have a moment like that in uh-huh. there just out of nowhere. <laughs> this this I'm, I want to add back in things that make this a bad uh-huh. bad movie. So uh-huh. I feel like that would add to it where you're like that was not totally correct, <laughs> but we're gonna do it anyways. <laughs> okay, so now they're in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um, Femme Fatale has gotten. To where she needs to be, so she's not all that concerned about the sub. I mean, obviously a little bit because she needs to get back yeah. with whatever she's Heisting. gathered, yeah. heisted, yeah. And then, and then, and then we have options. Yeah. What if, what if she was trying to heist like a miniature horse, like a palm-sized <laughs> horse? Like, I don't know how this makes it a horse movie, but I just really think it would be funny if she could bring a horse back with her. <laughs> Fits on the submarine because a regular horse is not going to fit on a submarine. 
Well, you could fit a a real miniature horse on a submarine. Some of them are only like two feet tall. Okay, is she hiding this from the crew or not? Oh well, that's is fair. The question. That's if fair. It's like a little like point yeah. in your pocket. Yeah, but I feel like that that would be good of like making it where she can be really serious about what she's doing, but then it's just the audience is like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Why are you? <laughs> Maybe she's like a, like a miniature animal breeder. Oh. So she breeds like miniature horses uh-huh. and like teacup Yorkies uh-huh. and like um, the little dwarf cats. Uh-huh. Like that's her whole thing. Yeah. And so she wanted to make the mo- the smallest horse. The smallest horse. And she had heard rumors that there were small horses in Atlantis. In Atlantis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then she could and if we have it being a small horse, she still has the opportunity to bond with the horse so we can still make it a horse girl movie. Right. She could try to befriend like the the stable boy. Sure. The, or the, girl. The, the Horse herder, the yeah. <laughs> the miniature horse caretaker, yeah. The minimum, the minimum wage miniature <laughs> horse caretaker. They're not gonna fight anything, right? <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this, right? Well, I just imagine in the sense of like they are the ones that are currently taking care of the miniature horses, but they aren't the ones that like own them mm-hmm. or whatever, and so. You know, they have some, they have responsibility of care at certain points in the day, but they're not like they're all the time and they're not um, gonna necessarily, maybe if we make them like significantly younger than the femme fatale, it's just like, oh, this nice lady wants to learn about miniature horses. I'm gonna yeah. teach her how to bond with them and stuff like that. Cause there would yeah. be no sense of, of, distrust yeah necessarily because they're a young and trusting yeah you know person i know that works because then because then that would get like you could have a little like little arc of of learning about the mini mini horses and um and the whole like the mini horses don't trust her the femme fatale, but she's like trying to do all the things. And I mean, I th- I think you could almost also go with like, like she doesn't ever get them to trust her and she gets frustrated and just kidnaps one. Like, <laughs> like in the middle of the night or whatever. Yeah. And then. Well, because I was thinking there needs to be something that happens that like makes the exit have to be speed. Mm, so mm-hmm. she has to like set up this stuff in place mm-hmm. and that could be part of it. I feel like, and I'm not clever enough to write this, mm-hmm. but basically like a series of events need to happen that essentially distract everyone so that she can heist a horse. But she's been like setting this up for days mm-hmm. so that it can all kind of culminate whenever she needs to set it off. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe something needs to happen of like, Maybe the area that the submarine fell into is like kind of there's like an opposite tide thing where okay. like there was nothing there's no water but every with three weeks or so mm-hmm. it like fills back up mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can exit back out maybe mm-hmm. yeah um and so like they they figured out that's the timeline so they fixed the submarine and then it's like oh it's happening now 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 let's go mm-hmm. let's go let's go mm-hmm. and then that way she can heist the horse and mm-hmm. get back on the submarine. So does does the heist 
is it still a noir or is it a heist now? It's a noir heist. A noir heist. So is it going to be successful? Like, don't, isn't normally the point that it's not like she's supposed to get caught or whatever? Or not the point, but the trope. Isn't the trope normally that she gets caught? If she's a bad guy. Yeah. But like. She's stealing a miniature horse from a location that. Have you ever watched Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> the whole point of that is they're all con artists and uh -huh. they're all, all going to heist a casino uh -huh. and they pull it off. Oh, okay. That's the point of every Ocean's movie. movie. Okay. They're not good guys. They uh -huh. should all go to jail. Right. But they're not going to because we root for them because yeah. they're painted as the, the victors from the uh -huh. beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And you're like biting your nails that the FBI guys are going to get them, even mm -hmm. though, like, in the real world, we should be on the side of the FBI, mm -hmm. you know, or authorities or whatever. It depends yeah. on your feelings on right. things. But, but like, it, the the way that it's painted is, mm -hmm. like, any, I mean, even any heist thing. Think about specifically, like, my favorite TV show is Leverage. Mm -hmm. And they constantly, they, the characters say out loud mm -hmm. all the time, we're not good guys. Mm. But we're rooting for them anyways mm -hmm. because the show is set up in a way that we don't hate them mm -hmm. and we want to see them succeed mm -hmm. and we hate the guys that they're up against even more. Mm -hmm. So we could like hate the Atlanteans if we really wanted to mm -hmm. of make it like feel justified mm -hmm. or it could be, you know, I mean, that would make the most sense to just immediately make it so that we want her to succeed. Mm -hmm. Um or we just write her as a character like who's bad, but you're sympathizing with her. Okay. Where you're like, yeah, she hasn't had a, a, a small bred animal in 20 years and mm -hmm. she really wants to get back into the game. She wants mm -hmm. to be successful again. She mm -hmm. doesn't want to be homeless. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't certainly do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If we're turning this into a heist over uh, a, like a detective movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it ever was a detective movie. It's just kind of like a. I almost feel like at the end of the day, we're kind of combining like the PI and the femme fatale together a mm. little bit. Mm -hmm. Just the trope, not may maybe the trope of like solving the mystery, but the trope of like somebody down on their luck who's like doing things that are like outside of the law to like mm -hmm. be good again. Mm -hmm. Kind of, we're kind of combining the two of those together. Okay, and we put it in Atlantis, so right. <laughs> we've already kind of with tiny horses. With tiny horses, <laughs> we've already kind of gone out of the realm of reality. Here, yeah, so. We can certainly do whatever we want. Okay. So, I mean, like, do we want it? I mean, because that's the thing. Do we want this main character whose name is Jade? Oh, I like that. I was going to say Sandra, but I, I I like Jade better. Okay. Um, Do we want her to succeed? Because if we want her to succeed, then we need to paint the Atlanteans in an awful light. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not awful, but just like, mm -hmm. eh, mm -hmm. she can take a mini horse. Mm -hmm. Or if we want to be like, Jade is not the character you should be rooting for. We want to root for the captain. We want mm -hmm. to root for the Atlantean that she falls in love with. Mm -hmm. Like, then she gets caught mm -hmm. and they have to go because, you know, like that whole right. moment of. Yeah. No, I guess at this point she is the main character. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's the one you want to root for. I'm just sad about horses <laughs> being stolen. We don't have to make it. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I feel like. Yeah, I just want to keep it where there's just 
the characters are her mm-hmm. and the captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously there's crew, but you don't really get to know any of them. Yeah. May- maybe one, but like I don't feel like they really need to be that important to what's going on. And the kid. Yeah. Who. And and I met, <laughs> my favorite part about that is like there is no romance. Like it's just it's just a heist that yeah. happens. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Well, I'm not really here for heists, but. I'm here for movies that exist without any romantic subplots. I mean, the most, not romance, but like love is the bonding experience or at least attempt to. With with the the horse. With the mini horse. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like the conclusion is maybe just her back at home. Mm. Or maybe it's just, like, I don't. We there hasn't really been a movie like this in a while where the ending is like the end of the of the experience and not really the end of the character's arc. Mm. But like it could end with the submarine just going away. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So maybe. I I th- that's what I'm feeling. Like I don't feel like there's any other wrap up that you 30 need to years do. later she sold the smallest right. horse the size of your pinky nail yeah <laughs> you're like okay cool right yeah. yeah no i feel like it's just like also there's... it's a bad movie so we don't need to end it well <laughs> that's true that's true but i'm thinking of christ like i'm thinking of like what i learned about like story arc mm-hmm. and so the 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 climax the main like moment or you know crazy thing is the, the whole like oh, we got to leave now. And so she sets off the whole thing and you're like on the edge of your seat, like, is it going to work? Because there's all these factors that have to go together. And then she swipes the horse and they get in the submarine. And then, I don't know, maybe one of the Atlanteans like notices that it's been stolen or whatever. And they're like, get that submarine. And so it's like, they're going after it and then it gets too far and it goes through the like magical veil of water yeah. that takes it back to the real world. And they're like, ah, oh, darn. I almost wonder if maybe it needs to be like, you see all of the things go off, but you don't see her steal the horse. Oh. So you don't know if it succeeded or not. She runs, she gets on the submarine, uh-huh. the Atlantans chase the submarine. Uh-huh. Maybe one of the crew members does something that also makes them like want to chase the submarine. Right, yeah. We chase the submarine. Mm-hmm. They finally get away. Mm-hmm. And then she like opens her hand. Yeah. And, the horse and then there. the credits roll. And the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So um, I think the the miniature horse um, minimum wage. <laughs> I don't know what to call her. Stable girl. Yeah. Her name is Sarah. Okay. I was I was picturing a more Atlantean name, but like oh. that's fine. Well she can have Atlantean last name. <laughs> <laughs> half half American on my mother's side. Yeah. You, well then maybe there's other people who have made it there and they've elected to stay forever. Maybe. We could set up a weird little world building that we never address again. <laughs> Just not at all. <laughs> We're like, yeah, there's Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Please, <laughs> yes, she has to be there now. I don't know when Amelia Earhart crashed. But I don't know what the timeline would be, so um, we would have to figure out the dates better. But you know, I, I want to say it was like 1960 something. F- so. Yeah, I feel like it's later than what we've said it. But Oops. maybe she can just be there anyway. <laughs> She's just there. We have had no historical consultation <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> 
Catholics are really bad. Yep. I think that's hilarious. Okay. So, um, I will say. Okay. That's a cult classic. Okay. The Luck of the Submarine Temptress. I kind of forgot that the that luck was in the name of the movie. So that worked out really I well. I think it really works for any kind of con. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we are part of the Pocket Podcast Network, which I have mentioned already in this episode, but just in case you forgot already, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. And there are some other amazing shows on the network. Uh, Pokemakers is doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, home viewing and them's the facts are still 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 kicking. Yeah. <laughs> still doing what they do. Yeah. Um, if you haven't yet, go and join the Pocket Podcast community Discord yes. server. Um, we are posting stuff off and on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can interact with all the other shows on the network there. Yes. Um, and we can share the love. Pocket podcast family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Cold Classics PPM. And we want to thank Community Access Media for the use of their facilities and recording equipment for both of the audio and visual portions of this podcast. And if you have forgotten, we do have a video version of this podcast um, up on YouTube and Camary.org. Thanks to Jason Shaw of Audionautics for the use of our intro and outro music. And that's a wrap straight from the horse's mouth. Disclaimer. The conceptual treatment of a motion picture created during the duration of this audio program is not intended to represent a presently published fictional narrative. The story, all names, characters, and incidents portrayed in this production are fictitious. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, and products is intended or should be inferred. Original concepts devised during the extent of the audio program are creative property of cult classics. Any usage of current or previous cult classic concepts outside of the aforementioned audio program must include appropriate acknowledgments by the utilizing party. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.